know it's been two weeks, but uh, we are back now. <laughs> yeah, we did a video yesterday. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever time of day it is you might be listening. My name is Mike. This is the FBTV podcast, Freight Broker TV podcast. We, uh, well, up until the last couple of weeks, been doing it uh, every week. Kind of took a couple of weeks off. I am the lead consultant for Tautoa, starting to get into our busy season. Had a lot going on. And couldn't be in the studio like I wanted. Occasionally, yeah, I will be taking a week here, week there, whatever, but uh, not too often. If you're new to the podcast, want to know more about it, well, first of all, check out Freight Broker TV. FreightBrokerTV.com I am the host of the podcast, the videos you'll find on YouTube. Uh, you'll find uh, a lot of things in the FBTV Insider, which you'll find from Freight Broker TV. We'll talk about that later on as well. My name is Mike, and like I said, I'm your host, but uh, I am the lead consultant for Tautoa. Tautoa sponsors a lot of the things here on Freight Broker TV. Uh, YouTube videos as well, uh, the podcast, one of my things, uh, Morning Coffee. If you haven't found Morning Coffee yet, do a search. FBTV Morning Coffee, you can find us uh, pretty much any, whatever podcast app you're using, including iHeart. We are on iHeart app, so you can download it from there. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it might be. Tune in, obviously. Yeah, we're all over the place. We're, we're all over the place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa, and this is entering our busy season. And what I was saying is, if you are interested, you're looking to become a freight broker, freight broker agent, yeah, check us out, Tautoa, T-A-L-T-O-A dot com. A lot of things to talk about this week. And uh, the main thing we're going to get to is a trucking company. If you're a trucking company and your driver has an accident in Pennsylvania, PA, the Keystone, well, it looks like your trucking company can be sued for that accident regardless of whose fault it is because of the safety the uh, safety equipment that was not mandatory and that you had not purchased for your truck. Folks, it gets dumber and dumber and dumber. Every day something dumb, something dumber comes along. <laughs> you know? Uh, but there is good news out there. Diesel falls uh, 3.1 cents. It's... Uh, Way down there, two eighty-five a gallon. That's devilishly scary. I mean, I'm glad it's cheap. I'm glad it's dropping. But uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't that long ago when the recession hit. It was up over five dollars a gallon, and and it's it's great to be at two eighty-five. Hey, I, I go for that, man. But at the same time. You'd know somewhere in some boardroom, some back office, there's 
some greedy corporate people rubbing their hands together and trying to figure out, okay, we got to get the prices up. Or maybe, maybe they figured out that, hey, if we keep the prices low, we'll sell more. People will get out more. They'll burn more gas and we'll make more. Eh, who knows? Here's a couple of good signs. Now, if you are a broker, if you're an active broker, you need to be paying attention to these type of things. U.S. construction spending up 1.8% in January to a record level. The new home sales climbed 7.9% in January as well. Think about that for a minute. What does that tell you? You know, a lot of times I tell my clients uh, that I'm consulting, you know, take the blinders off, see the big picture, stay involved, read the trades, figure out what's going on. If construction spending is up, new home sales is up, well, new home sales, they had to be, well, it, it's new construction. This means that building materials are shipping. And I've got a client right now that's moving building materials left and right, roofing, lumber, you know, whatever it might be. So if you haven't been prospecting, now I know some of you are going to say, ah, lumber, man, that don't pay worth a flip. Ah, roofing, it's hard to make a living doing roofing. It's, it's, if it's happening and the market's moving it and you can move it, why not? You know, why not? All right, what else we got going on here? Yeah, I, you know, I, I was looking at this story. We had it, it was printed out on my desk. And I think we've talked about it, maybe not. But, uh, if we have, I apologize for it. I don't remember talking about it. Kind of thought I did, but when these things get printed out and, you know, the, the show prep, the material, and it lands on my desk and I look it over, it could have just be something from there. But it's usually when I do a, we talk about something, I, I it don't stay on the desk. It goes away. And actually, I'll mark on it to make sure I know I've talked about it. But this has no marks. But what are we talking about? Well, hey, driver. We're talking to you, Mr. or Mrs. or Miss truck driver. If you have been using CBD for any reason whatsoever, prepare to fail a drug test with no recourse. Commercial truck drivers being employed in safety-sensitive positions, driver, and subject to drug testing, driver, need to be wary of CBD products, even though a label on the CBD product says there's only a small amount of THC in it. The USDOT warned last month in a notice that went out there is no federal oversight to ensure that the labels are accurate. If a driver's mandated drug test comes back positive for illegal THC in the driver's system, the driver saying he or she used CBD products is not an accepted explanation. Too bad for the driver. As well it should be. I know when I was driving, I protected my CDL like nuts. If I was in the room with something that I thought I shouldn't be in the room with, I held my breath and got out of the room as quick as I could because I did not want any type of a positive coming up. I would have not even uh, use poppy seed oil. Or not oil, but salad dressing. 
because a poppy seed uh, poppy seeds can uh, register a positive on a drug test, and you don't need that. I had a buddy went through that, failed a drug test. He got shut down right where he was, out in Virginia. Had to wait on the company to send a a driver up there to get the truck drive it home. That that that's just something you don't want to do, you know. Just something you don't need that kind of problem. Speaking of drivers, drivers be aware, May fifth through seventh, you want to take off that those days on those days. May fifth through seventh, CBSA road check usually done in June. This year they're doing it in May. And I've talked about it before. That's that's what I try to do. Anytime when I was driving OTR and I knew there was a uh, one of those 72-hour road checks coming up, <laughs> man, I went home. The heck with it. Don't need that. As I've said before, and if you are experienced in the trucking industry, well, you know this already, if they want to find something wrong with your truck, they will. They being the DOT. Now, here's something kind of wild. Hackers breached a major broker's IT system. And trucking companies, beware if you've been working with this broker because your bank account and everything else has been hacked, it looks like. TQL, their large brokerage. They've confirmed it was a victim of a serious data breach that exposed sensitive carrier information. This happened last week, 6 a.m. Oh, right before 6 a.m. on the 27th. TQL says uh, on their company website that, quote, we confirmed a data breach of our IT systems, which compromised the security of our online portals for carriers, unquote. TQL says that so far, there have been less than 20 carriers identified where ACH, Automatic Clearinghouse Payment, theft may have occurred, and that they are working on contacting these carriers. Now, here's my, here's my problem. To try to keep that... You know, this always goes back to what they want you to know as opposed to the truth. And I'm not saying TQL did this. I'm just saying when you've got a big company, and yeah, they got to fess up to something, they're going to fess up to the small side of it, not the large side of it. So they could come out here and say less than 20, but it could have been their whole system. See what I mean? Who are we to know? Maybe it wasn't. Probably wasn't. I'm not saying they're doing this. I'm just saying... they. You know, from what we've learned over the past 25, 30 years when it comes to Enrons and Bernie Maddox or whatever his name was and and uh, you know, other things that uh, <laughs> corporations just weren't above board. Yeah, I was looking at my... Uh, the pause there was uh, I got an email from DAT talking about uh, uh, February rates being so low and trucking companies are happy to be in March now. The rates are going up. 
And, you know, this goes back to what I was saying a minute ago. What was it? Uh, construction spending is up. New home sales up. That means more new construction. Anyway, let's get back to what we were talking about. The uh, It could be a lot more than 20 carriers, but uh, they just want to tell us less than 20 carriers. So it kind of lets us get a collective sigh of relief. Whew, 20. What's the chances of my trucking company being one of those? Well... TQL says that hackers were able to access sensitive carrier account information, including tax ID numbers and bank account numbers. TC or TQL says that they have taken action to correct the data breach. In a statement released, one of the highest priorities has been and continues to be the security of your information. We have taken immediate steps to close security gaps in our systems, hired a third-party cyber security firm for additional forensics and testing to confirm the adequacy of our cyber security protocols. And we're actively working with law enforcement to investigate this breach. <laughs> remember, do you remember that TV show? It wasn't on long. It was uh, CSI went off cyber security, CSI or CSI cyber security or whatever. Man, that sounds like something you hear on that show. One of our highest priorities has been and continues to be the security of your information. We have taken immediate steps to close security gaps, hired a third-party security firm for additional forensics and testing to confirm the adequacy of our cybersecurity. Strikes me up. All right. Companies also say that they are teaming up, teaming up with law enforcement agencies, including the FBI come back to the data breach. For now, TQL is recommending that all carriers... See, here we go. We are talking about 20 a minute ago. They said, hey, you know, it looks like it's been less than 20. Don't worry. And then down here in the last part, TQL is recommending that all carriers assume that they were one of the 20. <laughs> that were compromised. Take security steps. Extra precaution. These steps include... Contact your bank or financial institution your TQL account is with and notify them your information may have been compromised, specifically your bank account, routing, and tax ID numbers. TQL also recommends that carriers place a fraud alert on their credit files. If you've worked with TQL in the past and you're a carrier, well, you may want to call them. 800-222. No, scratch that. <laughs> 222. Okay, 800-822-5980. 800-822-5980. If you're an FBTV Insider, go to the FBTV Insider website. We added a uh, FBTV Extra video. This is free for everyone. Uh, if you haven't checked out FBTV Insider, you need to do so. Go to fbtvinsider.com. You're going to find, hey, register. And you're going to think, I don't want to register. I don't want to spend money. Well, don't. It's free. Yeah, you, you get uh, uh, the uh, basic free account. You get access to all our public information, all our public uh, content. This includes content we come across uh, on the inter internet or news stories or whatever that will uh, include 
in the FBTB uh, extras. And right now, we just put a new video up at the CPAC with the, uh, oh, who is it? I can't remember her name now. Head of the DOT, I think. And they, well, the videos, they're talking about autonomous vehicles. What to think about what's going to happen in the future with autonomous vehicles. Now, I think in this video they're talking more about cars than trucks. But I haven't listened to it. I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But I'm sure they are going to be talking about commercial vehicles somewhere. And I still cannot believe that anyone would be investing... Yeah, you invest in anything. There, there's nuts out there to invest in everything. And some of those nuts, you know, you take the big investment, you get a big payoff if it works. But the big truck thing, I just don't see it. An autonomous big truck. And my point is there, as I've said again and again and again, is who wants to be going down the road with the 80,000-pound vehicle and no driver in its cab? No, 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 no. Just not my idea of a good time. Okay, we started talking about this, or I, I kind of teased you about it when we first started this uh, broadcast today. Talking about if you're a trucking company and you're in an accident up in Pennsylvania, even if it's not your fault, you could be sued because... You're, you're, you you didn't buy a truck that had the optional safety equipment <laughs> that that wasn't mandatory for that truck or any truck but because that safety equipment's available and because you did not purchase it with your truck and your truck had an accident and there it could have possibly been avoided if he would have the safety equipment, if you would have bought that truck with the non-mandatory safety equipment, you can be sued. This is, here we go. Here we go. Let's look at this. See what, see what all we can figure out here. But that, I've gone over this article a couple of times, and, and, and this is what I'm actually seeing. This, this, is, uh, this is how I'm reading it, or understanding it. A federal judge in Pennsylvania ruled a lawsuit against a truck leasing company in Navistar will proceed. The lawsuit blames the companies for a crash by claiming it was the result of the lack of safety systems on the truck, including collision, warning, and automatic braking. Okay, right here, this is one of those suits you'd think would happen with an, <laughs> a driverless vehicle, an autonomous truck. But no, this one had a driver in it. Since the uh, since when is the uh, driver not the uh, collision warning system <laughs> for a truck? Anyway, last month, Judge Kim R. Gibson of the U.S. District Court in PA denied Rush Trucking Centers of Virginia's motion to dismiss, dismiss a lawsuit against it, Navistar and others. The lawsuit claims that Navistar and Rush are liable for a crash with a motorcycle. The motorcyclist's name is Jean-Paul. All right, when you got somebody's name Jean-Paul, you know you got troubles, right? <laughs> he might be a good guy. 
But with a name like Jean-Paul, I'm pretty sure he wasn't on a Harley. I'm thinking crotch rocket. Kind of driving crazy, maybe. Or on a moped, one of the two. No, I, I shouldn't be saying stuff like that, but still, these kind of lawsuits just drive me nuts. Anyway, specifically, the companies were negligent by not including non-mandatory safety systems in their truck. So we're suing you because you did not have things that were not mandatory for your truck to have. So we feel you owe us money. <laughs> how could how could Judge Kim R. Gibson not squash this right there in their court? I mean, seriously. I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how this thing plays out because I, uh, I just don't, this thing don't have legs. But, you know, with the court systems, you never know. You never know. You think Judge Kim, you think they got a trophy in Little League for everything? Hey, you showed up for the game, Kim. Here's your trophy. Hey, Kim, you showed up to the Pizza Palace after the game to have pizza with the team. Here's your trophy. <laughs> I get off on this stuff. It's just crazy. I, I, I just get off on a tangent on this stuff. I want to... I get on my soapbox. I just want to yell it. I, it's just uh, crazy. According to the amended complaint, Jean-Paul was riding his motorcycle on PA Route 322 in September of 2017. The driver of the Navistar truck out of Richmond, Virginia was going the opposite direction on Route 322. The driver was unable to stop the truck soon enough after a vehicle in front of him stopped, causing a crash. Uh, consequently, the truck entered oncoming traffic. Jean-Paul laid down the bike to avoid a collision with the truck. While sliding on the pavement, Jean-Paul ran into a guardrail, resulting in severe injuries. Okay. The truck should have stayed in their lane. If you ever go out to California, that's the first thing you're going to learn. No matter what the car does in front of you, stay in your lane. As soon as you swerve and go into another lane, should you cause an accident in that other lane... It's all 100% on you. Now, I get that. What I don't get, how in the world do you come up with a lawsuit suing a company for not having non-mandatory safety equipment? This was driver error. Period. First of all, he was following too close, more than likely. Uh, second of all, he swerved went into oncoming traffic. It just happened to be a motorcycle coming at him. Okay, I get that. There's your lawsuit. There's your lawsuit. And I would imagine the insurance companies wanting to pay and settle this out of court. It sounds to me this is a money grab trying to get more uh, uh, companies involved in this lawsuit to walk away with the biggest amount of cash. Now, should Jean-Paul get something? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the driver, he swerved. Oncoming traffic, head on. I mean, it, it could have been could have been a lot worse. 
Should Jean-Paul get something because the trucking company did not have non-mandatory safety equipment installed on that truck? No. No. It should be thrown out. Judge should have told him, hey, you know, take a hike. Take a hike, Jean-Paul. Get an attorney that's not going to file these frivolous lawsuits and maybe you'll get somewhere. Man. Anyway, Jean-Paul filed the lawsuit in June 2018. The lawsuit accuses Navistar and Rush, Rush is the leasing company, of strict liability and product negligence. The remaining defendants are accused of negligence. Okay, here we go. See the remaining defendants. That's going to be the driver. The trucking company that the driver drives for. Might even be the uh, customer, the shipper of the freight that the uh, driver was hauling on that truck. Wouldn't surprise me if they got Michelin involved. You know, you got to see, you know, if it was the, <laughs> that truck wouldn't have had tires. The fifth wheel manufacturer, the trailer manufacturer. Yeah, I can see a long list of defendants on this lawsuit. Strict liability claims allege that Russian Avastar were responsible for designing, manufacturing, marketing, selling, leasing, and supplying the truck. Those factors allegedly led to the crash by, one, truck design not including sufficient manner and means to reduce the likelihood of a frontal collision. <laughs> Failing to mark the truck with the forward collision system, let me, nope, not mark, mark it. Failing to market the truck with a forward collision warning system. Point three, the truck lacked necessary safety systems. Necessary, not mandatory. And if it's not mandatory, well, then it's not necessary. <laughs> An engine in a truck is mandatory. Get the point? Safety system, okay. The, they, they, the truck lacked necessary safety systems, including collision warning and automatic braking systems to alert the driver and slow the truck. Failing to lease the truck with safety systems. All right, sounds like uh, a couple of these sound alike, just different wording. Failing to provide, here's that necessary word again, failing to provide necessary warnings so that purchasers would be aware of the importance of forward collision warning systems. Uh, warning. Failure to have these warning systems installed in your, I bet they do now, failure to have these warning systems installed on the truck you are leasing or purchasing could result in you facing a lawsuit in Pennsylvania. That, that's going to be the warning. Oh, Navistar made careless corporate... Oh, it just goes on and on here. Oh, it's just silly. Just ridiculous. Anyway, this, this is going to go forward. The court said because the truck was unreasonably dangerous by virtue of its defective condition... What defective condition? It wasn't. It didn't have a defective condition. It just didn't have the non-mandatory safety equipment installed on it. That's not defective. 
not having collision avoidance and similar systems, and because Rush is in the business of supplying products for the public use, Rush is subject to strict liability. Navistar, whoop, regarding defectiveness, uh, well, I was going down through here. Oh, Gibson. Regarding defectiveness, the judge, Judge Kim, said a product can be proven defective in two ways. First, the danger is unknowable and unacceptable to an average or ordinary consumer. Second, a reasonable person would conclude that the likelihood and severity of harm the product may cause outweighs the burden of taking precautions. Now that, let me tell you folks, if I see a big truck coming at me, I am a reasonable person. And I can conclude that the severity of harm that the product may cause, should I step in front of that truck, be overwhelming. It's called common sense. But we don't have that anymore, do we? We don't have that anymore. A reasonable person could plausibly conclude that installing those systems on the truck was less burdensome than the potential for harm of not installing those systems. This is just nuts. I'm sorry. It just blows me away that you're now allowed to sue for options that were not mandatory on your vehicle. You didn't want to pay the extra money for those options that were non-mandatory. And you can be sued. Welcome to the USA. My, my, my. All defendants must now face all the claims in the lawsuit, which will now proceed. We're going to keep an eye on this. We are going to keep an eye on this, and we'll keep you up to date as we get the information. All right, closing up today, Missouri Senate discusses a fuel tax rate. Well, why not? Every other state is doing it. The annual pursuit at the Missouri State House to come up with a long-term plan to fund the state's roads and bridges is again centered on a possible fuel tax increase. Missouri's 17-cent fuel tax rate has remained unchanged since way back in the 90s, 1996. So expect that to be forthcoming. All right. Uh, again, if you've not, uh, if you found the podcast but you haven't checked out FreightBrokerTV.com, FBTV.com. Well, check it out, FreightBrokerTV.com. That's the website. You'll find the insider links. You'll find all the videos. You'll find a lot of uh, like content. lady called me at Taltoa just the other day, and we get a lot of these calls. People wanting, you know, they, they find out, hey, brokering, it, 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 you know, if you're a freight broker agent, it's kind of a low investment uh, with the possibility of a high return. And people just hear that, and they they learn they're going to be self-employed, and they call. They don't. They they. And I'm not knocking them. I get it. They they don't bother doing any research. They just pick up the phone and call. But I told this lady, and she she was really wanting information, and she had no experience in transportation whatsoever. And I told her, hey, you know, check out the uh, FreightBrokerTV.com website. There's so much information on there to help you learn more about the industry to to what's expected of you what you're going to have to do how to do it i mean there's just tons of 
information there. You can go to the FBTVinsider.com as well. More information. And if you decide to pull the trigger, you want to get into the industry, check out Taltoa, T-A-L-T-O-A.com. We will help you do that and hopefully be successful. Got questions? Feel free to email us. If you're on our website at Freight Broker TV, there'll be a form right there below this podcast. You can uh, complete, ask your question. It'll come right to us. But if you, you have a question, uh, you can email us your questions at fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. If you are listening via YouTube, because this will be converted to a video and posted on YouTube as well, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, you can leave a comment. Ask your question in the comments, and we will uh, we'll answer it. Generally, once a month, and we got one coming up before too long, we will do a uh, Q&A on our, one of our YouTube videos, and we'll get all these questions we received and uh, answer those questions on one of those videos. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's Freight Broker TV podcast. Again, available on your favorite podcasting app, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart. <laughs> but anyway, go have a great week. Unless, of course, you've made other plans. And if you have, we'll change them. <laughs>